Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, China's buying wheat, there's grain corridor rumours, and the southern hemisphere weather is in focus. Another week of rinse-repeat on the wheat market, which is stuck on the perpetual hamster wheel of pump and dump by fund managers and speculators reacting to news headlines, spurious or otherwise. Reports of China buying French, Canadian, Australian and even the US wheat have garnered little support, despite confirmation by the USDA of sales of 220k of US SRW wheat on a daily flash sale as it exceeded 100k. The lack of demand argument has been the stick to beat the market with thus far, but if reports of Chinese purchases are confirmed, following on from the recent tenders by major importers including Algeria, Tunisia and Egypt, prices may be close to the bottom. Morocco is also reportedly in the market to buy 2.5 million tonnes. Attention has switched back to the movement of grain via the new Ukrainian humanitarian grain corridor with daily reports of vessels entering, loading and leaving without any reaction from Russia to date. It's unlikely that Russia would risk missile attacks which may inadvertently hit vessels that are destined for China or Turkey. Price pressure also accompanied a report that the old corridor under the Black Sea Grain Initiative would be reopened today, the 5th of October, but no announcements have been forthcoming and dismissed as fake news in some quarters. Barring any escalation which threatened their flow of goods, Ukraine would prefer to ship via the new corridor without interference from Russian vessel inspectors. Russian exports continue apace, although the Russian Union of Grain Exporters said that exports may be adversely affected due to inadequately low prices caused by speculation with derivatives. Oh, the irony. Global exporter stocks are at the lowest in 10 years and likely to get worse with Argentine and Australian crops still suffering from drought. On the flip side, the USDA found an additional 2 million metric tonnes of predominantly spring wheat in their report last Friday due to better yields despite the prolonged drought. China said thank you. Brazil is either too wet or too dry, which does not bode well for their safrina maize crop, whilst Argentina is dusting their maize crops in. Stop the wheel, the hamster wants to get off. On to malting barley and another very quiet week. New Year maltster demand is still unknown and the UK surplus looks tight. Not a great deal to report this week, with both buyers and sellers seemingly waiting for something to happen. The maltster is waiting for the breweries to engage, whilst also having to keep their maltings full. A difficult job with thin trade. The brewers are still seeing slow demand from beer sales, confirmed recently from Germany, where they see barley demand back to 50 to 60k on last year. Domestically, barley usage numbers still look very strong from the distilling market, but slipping on brewing. On paper, domestic demand will pick up January, February, March. The interesting part could be at what price level and volume the sellers decide to engage. Again, on paper, the US surplus looks tight with the amount of export volumes reported to have been committed to. In summary, it's difficult to see premiums dropping off too far in the new year if a resurgence of demand appears. It's entirely plausible that ex-farm values could get back to where they were at harvest, but this will, at this point, be led by domestic demand as opposed to export demand.
And oilseed rapes headlines for the week. Crude oil plunges $5 in a day. There's weak demand for palm oil and US soybean stocks are at their lowest in two years. After finding support early last week, Matif Rapeseed is back trading below €440 and retesting the recent lows. The market has been weighed on by Brent crude oil, palm oil and Chicago soybeans. Crude oil plunged $5 on Wednesday, which was its biggest drop in over a year. A weak macroeconomic outlook has weighed on the market, with fears that high interest rates could dent demand, along with the strengthening dollar making oil more expensive for holders of other currencies. Fuel demand destruction also came into focus following the OPEC Plus meeting on Wednesday, with the panel making no changes to the group's oil output policy. After dropping over 6% in September, Malaysian palm oil futures are still struggling to find support, with reports that weak demand from China and lower imports by India have kept trade subdued. The US soybean harvest is currently underway, with the latest report putting it at 23% complete and slightly behind analyst expectations of 25%. Condition ratings have improved slightly this week from 50% good to excellent to 52%, which has helped ease concerns over tight supplies after the USDA reported US soybean stocks fell to their lowest in two years. Despite US soybean stocks being at a two-year low, they were still at a higher-than-expected level and the market reacted negatively with Chicago soybeans sharply down. Finally, the grain and oilseed price indicator, starting with feed wheat for October at £180, November 190 feed barley for October 160 November 170 oilseed rate for October at 345 to 350 and November 348 to 351 Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.